0: Welcome to the Ignite Your Inner Badass Podcast, Episode 3. It's about confidence. It's about what lights you up. It's about igniting your inner badass. Welcome back to the Night Your Inner Badass podcast, where each week I share inspiring stories, simple strategies, and actionable tips for taking small steps towards massive change in just 10 minutes a day. I'm your host, Marta Kagan, and I'm thrilled that you're joining me today for a conversation about how to make the overwhelm monster your bitch. <laughs> Before we begin, I just want to let you know that this week's episode is sponsored by the Ignite Your Inner Badass Club which is an awesome online community of women like you who are sick of listening to their bitchy inner critic and people-pleasing and are ready to live a badass life. Each week, members get an audio or video podcast like this one, but they also get a downloadable PDF action plan, which maps out step-by-step exactly what you need to do to tackle life's obstacles and stop playing small and start living large. In addition, to, weekly coaching calls, little love gifts I like to send, lots of resources, the best tools, recipes, you name it. Basically everything you need to support you on your journey to becoming a total badass. If you want to learn more about the Ignite Your Inner Badass Club, please go to www.igniteyourinnerbadass.com slash club. Remember that Calgon commercial from the 70s and 80s? The traffic! I can't read the can't read, boss! Read. The baby! The dog! That does it! Calgon, take me away! Lose your cares in the luxury of a Calgon bath. Calgon softens the water to leave skin feeling silky smooth as it lifts your spirits. The soft, luxurious, fragrant world of Calgon. I love it. Pamper yourself with a Calgon bath. Lose yourself in luxury. (laughs) If only were that easy, right? Now, whether you remember the Calgon ads or not, I have no doubt that you can relate to the feeling of overwhelm. Right? Who hasn't had that scenario? I feel like that's a daily occurrence for most of us. Our to-do lists are eternally long, and that feeling of my head's going to explode is exquisitely familiar. Am I right? And of course, none of that is helped by the little supercomputers we carry in our pockets 24-7 or the 24-7 stream of information that's coming at us from multiple screens and multiple people. Even the most badass among us has to admit to feeling overwhelmed from time to time. And the problem with overwhelm is it fucking sucks. (laughs) It sucks. I know for me personally, it tends to lead to feelings of guilt, even failure, right? Like I can't ever get enough done. I'm always behind. I'm Dropping plates, I'm spinning them, I'm throwing them up, and they're just falling and crashing. And it contributes to poor sleep. Um, in the past, it has dramatically increased my consumption of alcohol and junk food. It's made me, you know, fidgety, low attention span, and it's really hard to focus. And sometimes I'm just a bitch. <laughs> like it just makes me cranky. You can relate to that, I'm betting, right? Well, this is not good. So today we're going to talk about how to tame the overwhelm monster, how to make her our bitch. And it all starts with a little mental white space. So when you say you're feeling overwhelmed and you've got too much on your plate, chances are good that what you've really got is too much in your head right? Because when there's inner chaos, naturally there's outer chaos. It's that I can't think straight feeling, right? Stop, start, stop, start, multitasking, nightmare, which is why creating mental white space is the first and perhaps the most important strategy I'm going to share with you today. So what exactly is mental white space? It's a clutter free mental state that essentially reverses the negative effects caused by overwhelm. It's sort of like when you clean out and organize your dresser drawers or your closet, and it goes from a disaster to something very neat and clean. You almost can breathe easier just looking into it. It's like a pleasure to open your closet <laughs> instead of, oh, what am I going to wear? I can't find anything. And suddenly you can find that favorite dress or that favorite pair of socks that went missing months ago because you've cleaned out the clutter. It's a little bit of breathing room that takes the edge off of your hectic day and enables you to focus, prioritize, be productive, make better decisions and not require a Xanax to get to sleep at night. Basically, it's your cowgon, except you don't need a bathtub for it. There are lots of ways to create mental white space. My personal favorite is meditation. And by that, I don't mean you have to sit cross-legged with your eyes closed in a quiet room chanting (laughs) Om. So if that's your jam, by all means, go for it. There's no right or wrong way to meditate. For me, meditation is anytime I'm completely in the moment, when I'm fully present to whatever it is I'm doing, whether that's walking in the woods or practicing yoga or playing my guitar or having a deep conversation with a beloved friend, or recording a podcast. Right now, I am fully present to this moment. I am 100% here with you, and I'm not thinking about another thing. So that to me is meditative, and it does create mental white space. But there are times when my brain is so cluttered and I have so much going on that I need to do a more active clearing exercise before I have enough mental white space to meditate. So here's what that looks like for me. First, I take a blank sheet of paper and I set the timer on my iPhone for about 15 minutes. And then I use that time to do a complete brain dump of everything that's rattling around in my brain. All of the to-dos, the little ones and the big ones, all of the shoulds and the would-like-tos, all the ideas, the projects, the plans that are well essentially taking up precious white space in my head and keeping me distracted and feeling like a hamster on a wheel so for example this morning in fact i do this every morning that i intend to be productive and this morning's list has everything from call cvs to take out the trash <laughs> to update show notes schedule doctor's appointments update content strategy you know it's it's a whole laundry list and some of those things are really urgent. Some of those things are really important. Some of those things are, you know, nice to have, would Would like to do, but they're all on this sheet of paper. It's my total brain dump. Once I'm done, I grab a red pen and I go through that laundry list, that brain dump, and I cross off all the stuff that just isn't that important. Often those are things that I quote unquote should do or feel obligated to do, like Volunteer for the school bake sale or make a scrapbook for my friend's bridal shower or or finally learn how to speak Italian. But hold on, before you panic and say, but Marta, volunteering for your kid's school bake sale is important. Let me make something clear. If it's important to you, great. Keep it on the list. If it's aligned with your core priorities and your goals, it stays on the list. And frankly, that changes over time. You know, today volunteering for my kid's school bake sale might not be important and it might get crossed off, but next week it might be at the top of the list. So if it's not important to you, it gets crossed off. If it is, keep it. And remember that maybe next time you do this exercise, it won't, it won't get crossed off, but right now it's creating clutter. It's not that important. So uh, bye bye So next I do another pass over the list with my red pen, and this time I'm crossing off anything that I'm not super jazzed about. Because if I'm not jonesing to do the thing, chances are I will keep putting it off anyway. But if it stays in my head space, like this nagging little splinter, then it's it's just clutter and it's just gonna create that whole negative emotional cycle I described earlier. It's like that one dress you keep in your closet that doesn't fit. (laughs) and you never wear it, but you think someday, someday I'll fit into it, or someday it'll be perfect for an occasion. I say get rid of it. I'm not saying you have to throw it away. I'm saying take it out of your closet and put it in storage, or lend it to a friend for a while, or in this case, just cross it off your damn list. It's clutter, and we're trying to create mental white space. (laughs) This is how you make the overwhelmed monster your bitch. This is step one. So once I've done those things, my list looks a lot leaner. It might look a little messy, right? Because I've crossed stuff off and there's red pen and black pen and whatever. And so usually I will actually copy what's left, what didn't get crossed off on my list onto a clean sheet of paper. And I might keep that messy list for future because I have this tendency to forget some things that I actually want to keep on, keep on the list until they rise in priority. But that's up to you. So I'll copy what's left on it into a clean sheet of paper. So there are a lot fewer things on it. And voila, I've created mental white space. Now I can go meditate and I can feel a lot, stre- a lot less stressed out when I do. There are lots of books written about how to set goals and prioritize them. You may already have a system that works for you. And if you do, that's great. By all means, use it. But here's the system that works for me. So once I have that refined skinny down list of stuff I want to do, I start by reviewing it through the filter of urgent and important. And if you if you want to see a little diagram I created just for this, I put it up in the show notes. It's sort of divided into four quadrants where the top left is urgent and important. The top right is not urgent, but important. The bottom left is urgent, not important. And the final one is not urgent and not important. And so obviously the stuff that's in that top left corner, the urgent and important is where I'm going to begin my day, where I'm going to focus. So the things on my list that are both urgent and important, I will mark with the letter A. I'll put it big, red a next to them and circle them and i know that those are the things i want to get done first and i also try to set the goal for myself of just getting three things done three things off that a list if i get those three things done and i'm still jazzed and energetic by all means i can dig into the b's but the a's are the most important things and they they Help to narrow my focus on you know what am I doing now. It, this is especially important if you're like me, you work from home, by yourself for yourself. So I don't have a boss telling me you need to do this. No, no one's prioritizing stuff for me. So I need to do this for myself. <laughs> so for example, on my current list, I've got a task that says finish week three podcast. And this is important to me because Ignite Your Inner Badass is the core focus of my business at the moment. And the podcast is the centerpiece of the show. It's also urgent because I promise to deliver a podcast each week (laughs) and week two's out. So I have to follow through on that commitment. So finish week three podcast, it's a big letter A next to it on my list. Now, I also want to point out that anything that I consider a creative endeavor, meaning one that requires creative thinking, always gets marked urgent and important, even if it's not truly urgent from a timing perspective. And here's why. Your brain has a limited amount of creative energy, or some call it cognitive fuel. Every night you replenish that fuel by sleeping, and at the end of most days, you're pretty close to empty, which is why anything that requires creativity must happen first. Trust me, nothing truly awesome can be created when you're running on fumes, so make sure that creative tasks get an A whether they appear to be urgent or not. Next on my list is book flights for Iceland, and that one's definitely important because our family is planning a trip there and my husband's already requested the time off and I'd be letting everyone down if I didn't get this done. But it's not urgent because it's only October and we're not going till February, so I've got plenty of time to move that one onto the A list, so for now it's going to get a B. Third on my list is post new blog on Facebook. This one gets the urgent label because, well, I haven't posted in a few days and I'm feeling kind of guilty about that. You know, I know it's important to connect with my fans and followers. It's what drives my business. But I'm not going to give it the important label because, well, the truth is the world won't stop turning if I don't post on Facebook for a few days. And though it does help my business grow, it's not the only iron I've got in the fire. Plus, if I'm honest, I know that Facebook can be a major time sink for me it's somewhat of a guilty pleasure, and I can easily lose an hour reading articles or liking the stuff that my friends post or getting all riled up about political shit. (laughs) And there goes my mental white space. So that one's gonna get a C. So you get the idea. This is how I go ahead and prioritize, and then as soon as I'm done, I get started on the A's. Now, one caveat. Experience has taught me that if something is not on my calendar, it ain't happening. I can't tell you how many times I've missed um, a personal training session, a doctor's appointment, a conference call, because I didn't get the damn thing on my calendar. Whenever I'm setting up something, even if it's a casual catch up with a friend, I put it on my calendar because otherwise, nine times out of 10, I will completely forget. If it's not on my calendar, it didn't exist. I sort of rely on that to be my guide for anything that has been scheduled and committed to during the week. Therefore, I take my prioritized list. And before I actually get started working, I will schedule in time and set alarms to get everything done. So I'll schedule the A's first and then the B's. And the beautiful thing is then I don't need that sheet of paper really anymore, right? Even that doesn't have to take space up in my brain. I'm not going to forget. I'm not going to blow it off. It's on my calendar. And it takes me five minutes tops to do that. And when the time comes, my alarm will go off and I'll get it done just like that. On top of being pretty busy running a business and a household, I have to admit that I'm also really easily distracted. Squirrel! (laughs) I'm like like that dog in the movie Up. He sees a squirrel and he's like, squirrel! And whatever was happening stops. Yeah, shiny objects tend to attract me, which is why I have to bring in the big guns from time (laughs) to time to keep myself focused and on track. And my favorite big gun is called the One Task Wonder. This is a really cool tool that I adopted from the brilliant Marie Forleo, host of Marie TV. and here's how it works. When my alarm goes off for that first A task, I'm gonna put my phone in airplane mode, meaning I'm either gonna shut it off or I'm gonna you know, actually hit the airplane mode switch and it turns off all my notifications i'm going to close my browser windows unless i need them for the task at hand and basically unplug from any distraction that might tempt me to go off task because they are plenty and then i will go to a clean clutter free space this is important too when there's lots of other stuff around it's again easy to get distracted so a clean clutter free space and i'll grab a single sheet of blank paper and then I will write down the one task that I'm focusing on for the allotted block of time. So for example, let's say that task is finishing, editing the week three podcast. I'm gonna put that down, but, and this is a big but, it's important to write that task in verb form so it's actionable. In other words, I wouldn't write down week three podcast. That's vague, that's not actionable. I need it to be in verb form to kind of give it that little spark. So what I'll write down instead is crush week three podcast or finish week three podcast or something along those lines. And then I'll keep that sheet of paper right beside me until I've completed the task. That's it. That's the one task wonder strategy. So when the alarm goes off for the next task... Same thing, I repeat that. I put my one task wonder down on that sheet of paper and I know what I'm doing. And if a squirrel runs by, (laughs) I ignore it because observe squirrel is not my one task. (laughs) That's it in a nutshell. How to make the overwhelm monster your bitch. It's about creating some mental white space It's about prioritizing, scheduling, and getting shit done every day. And finally, it's about using whatever tools help you to stay focused. And for me, it's the One Task Wonder, which I highly recommend you trying. That's it for this week. I want you to go out and make that overwhelm monster your bitch. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love for you to subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already. That way you won't miss a single episode. And also I would love, love, love it if you would leave me a review on iTunes. Not only do reviews help other people find my podcast and ignite their inner badasses, but I also really love reading your comments and gathering ideas for future episodes. So please take a moment, go to iTunes and leave me a review. When we talk about how to stop being a doormat and start living like a badass. Until then, have a badass week. I'll see you soon.